Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 103. Got a really good topic for you today. We're going to talk about how you handle it when your star player gets injured. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to Save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. So remember, EFP20 is a great way for you to save some money and help us all at the same time. Also, let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Please become a patron if you can. $5, $10, $20 a month. I want to say thank you to Coach Kristen, came on board as a, as a patron this week. And we certainly do appreciate her support. Really um, love doing the podcast, everything fast pitch and coach prep or something coach Don and I obviously are committed to doing, uh, but we had hit that point before we went with, uh, Patreon that, uh, we were at the end of the rope. If we would not have been able to figure out a way to get some financial support that we were going to have to shutter the joint and sell the equipment. So uh, unfortunately, the, I was going to say for the record, Tori, every penny has gone reinvested back into everything fast pitch and yep. fast pitch prep. Yeah. Yep. Cause there's, there's just, you know, between the equipment and the production and the services that we need to use and everything else. There's just a lot of expenses that, that go into doing this and trying to do it as well as we can. Obviously, uh, those of you that have been listening for a while, I think you would agree that the quality of what we've done and what we're doing has improved. We want to continue to do that. We want to continue to provide the services that we're providing. And if you see some value in what we're doing, if you're in a position where you can, please help us out. Become a patron, patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, one of those conundrums that every coach is going to face at some point in time, some place in your career, um, you're going to get a phone call, you're going to see something happen in practice, and you're going to know that your best player, your key player, just got injured and is going to be missing some time. Might be a week, might be a month, might be a year, but for some period of time, that player is going to be out of the lineup. And how we handle it, I think is very important. No, I think that's a tricky time for sure, Tori. And again, a lot of us are riding on pretty slim rosters too. So there's not a lot of options when we do have issues that, that come up this way. And I think, like you said, both as you handle it for that player that's going to be battling their way back to good health and back onto the field, it's a, a little bit of a, a management role for a coach. But you know, also in how we sell to the rest of the team, right. how the season is not over and we're going to be adverse and, and get through this, right? Yeah. Well, what you tell the team and how you handle it in front of the team, I think is going to go a long way towards how things go. Now, I'm not going to blow sunshine up anybody's skirt and try to pretend like it's no big deal when a really good player gets hurt. If your best player gets hurt, it's going to challenge you and make your team have to do some things to overcome that loss. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I think one of the traps that we fall into is that we then think that one person can somehow fill the void that's been created when the, the star player got injured. If your star shortstop sprains her ankle and is going to miss a month of the season, 
chances are that your second best shortstop is not going to be able to jump in and do all the same things that your star shortstop could do. Same thing if it's your star pitcher, your number one catcher, um, your leadoff hitter, whatever the role is of that quote-unquote best player on your team, the chances of one person filling that void are pretty slim. But the reality of it is, and this is a a line that can come back to the uh, great baseball movie, Moneyball, we can't necessarily replace that player with what one player can do, but we can replace what that player does by what many players can do. Hopefully the sub can come in and provide some of the stuff that we need, some of the performance that we need. But I think also then what we have to do is focus on ways that the other players on the team can contribute to help us fill those gaps. Well, likely that position, Tori, when, when we uh, fill that shortstop spot in your example, that probably means that was our second baseman right? that moves over. And then maybe the left fielder now is going to be playing second base. And we've got a lot of things that are shifting and happening to try and make do through that month when frontline shortstop is out. Right. And uh, for us to it, it not be the first time that these people have uh, experienced these roles via practice, um, you know, it's going to make a big difference in how, how things go there forward, right? Right. Well, and I think uh, depending upon the setting that you're in, it's going to create some different challenges. For us as college coaches, where you're getting to practice a lot and you have opportunities to coach pretty high, highly skilled players, chances are that that loss is going to be easier to manage because your the, yeah, the, the roster's bigger. Um, you have a, a, a bigger depth of quality players. But even then, if your best player gets hurt, it's going to leave a void. For so sure. even though you've got you know 10 other really good players, there's a reason that she's your best player. There's stuff that she's doing that just sets her apart, makes her different than everybody else. But in that setting, I think the idea of plugging in a new player and then having all those other kids fill the gaps, move around, do whatever we need to do to keep putting a really good team on the field. I think it's daunting, it's challenging, but I think it's it's manageable. You know, a really good example at the college level was the Alabama team this year. Their number one shortstop got hurt, their number one second baseman got hurt, they had other injuries throughout the course of the year, and when push came to shove at the end of the year, they were playing their very best softball minus those players because other good players stepped in, did some things, contributed a little bit. And of course, they had the good fortune of having a pitcher who really rose to the challenge and said, if we've got these other challenges, these other places that we might not be quite as strong as we would like to be, I'm going to tote the barge. I'm going to do extra special work in my role. Now, when we start to move down the food chain a little bit to the school ball level, high school, middle school, or in the travel ball level, and again, now there are some travel ball teams that are super talented that have, you know, a couple of two or three extra kids on the team that are also really good players for them. Again, it's a setback, but it's probably more manageable. But for a lot of us, losing that key player is a real challenge because you don't just have a plug and play solution to it. No, what I'm thinking too, Tori, is, uh, you know, you talked earlier about how we're going to present it to the team and you know, our confidence as a coach in being able to manage this little, you know, time frame, getting somebody through an injury um, is going to rub off and go a long ways with the group. If we set a tone like, um, you know, hey, ladies, here's here's what we're going to do and this is how it's going to work. I think that if we are able to make these moves and changes that we can really have a fantastic next few weeks until we get her back 
um, you know, to where we feel like we're at full strength again. Right. But if we go, oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst three weeks while we're waiting for her to get better, but we're just going to be there anyway, you know, and I know it would ever be presented that poorly. Well, but, I know. would hope not, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> that some dumber things than that have probably been said, so... So, so the, the I think the tone that we set as coaches is going to go a long ways, and right again, let's make it the next the next best right. three four weeks that we can. Right. Well, you know, and the NFL is a pretty good example of that whole next man up, next person up mentality. Um, you know, because you know, uh, in the NFL, you're going to always have injuries, and there's going to be times when key players are out of the lineup, and so you you know the next player's got to step up and 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 do their job and and do something to contribute. My approach would be to emphasize the opportunity that this presents, you know, something along the lines of, you know, I'm really sorry that Sally's hurt. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, unfortunate thing that she got injured, but the reason that we've worked as hard as we have, the reason we've put this team together is to be able to overcome. And I have faith in the rest of you to be able to step up and fill the void. I don't want any one of you trying to be Sally. I don't want any one of you trying to do all the things that Sally did. But let's be honest, if all of us can pick up 12% of the missing pieces. If all of us can contribute 12% more, we're going to be right back where we were when Sally was in the lineup. And when Sally returns, we'll be that much better of a team because all of you have found out that there's a few more things that you can do. We got to get, you know, the bunts down. We've got to, you know, advance runners. We've got to make the routine plays. We've got to do all these other things that we're, you know, certainly counting on. If we do those things and we, we all contribute a little bit more, you know, in the aggregate, we can still be a great team, even though we're missing a really good player. And when she's back, then we're going to be that much stronger. I like right. it. I yeah. like it. And so I think if we can approach it that way, I think it's it, it's a really good idea. But from a coaching perspective, what we say and what we think, I think, might be two different things. I, I, I <laughs> sure. can certainly remember, you know, sitting in my office with tears in my eyes thinking, oh my gosh, this season's over. I don't know what we're going to do without so-and-so but you can't ever present that picture. And so I think that you know, from a coaching perspective, the best way to handle it, and uh, Stan uh, mentioned this earlier, that from absolutely purely coaching way of seeing things, you have to spend your time focusing on the players that you have. You can't spend your time focusing on the players you don't have. If you spend your time thinking about who's missing, you're not doing what you need to do for the players that are there. And if you're not doing what you need to do for the players that are there, the idea of each one of them being able to contribute a little bit more to be able to do a little bit more is totally crazy because if you're not there to help them, to coach them, to pump them up, to make them believe in themselves to be able to do it, guess what? They're not going to be able to do it. It's not going to go as well as we'd like for sure. Yeah. And so the idea of you know dealing with uh, you know the uh, the players you do have and not getting caught up in the players that you don't have. I think is the advice I would give all coaches. And I understand it's, you know, it's real easy to get caught up in the oh poor woe is me thing because we all do it. You know, you're sitting there thinking about, hey, this season's going to be great. We've got so and so pitching for us and she's going to give us a chance to win every big game. Or we've got so and so playing shortstop for us. This is her year. She's going to be an all-American this year. She's going to, you know, set the world on fire. She's going to lead us to the promised land. And then all of a sudden that player gets hurt. It's real easy to get in that pity party going where you just sit there and feel all sorry for yourself. No, Tori, and I think that we all do it, but uh, you know, as we are practicing, we got to kind of in our head be planning and and create opportunity for players to practice. But if Susie goes down, you know, what's our next move? Right. If Sally, if Kim, you know, whoever it is, if that 
if that situation changes for whatever reason, what's our next move? Right. Just so that we can be one step ahead so it's not, you know, a big shocker because it happens in the middle of games, right? right. Yeah. And if everybody's familiar and prepared and ready, it's like, hey, we know what to do. Boom, away we go. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, your history has uh, a couple of examples where if you would look at some of those really successful teams you all had at Kennesaw State, some of those national championship teams, the nine kids that were playing at the end of the year compared to the nine kids you thought would be playing or that started at the start of the year, whether it was injuries or performance or illness or whatever it might have been, the door is always revolving. Mixture is always changing. And so for us as coaches to keep that in perspective and to always be looking at the opportunities to see what you might have instead of spending time you know, worrying about what you don't have, I think is Excuse me, very important. Yeah, and I think you'll probably remember this name too, uh, Tori, Nada Lahovsky. Yep. Nada, the four years that she played at Kennesaw State, we went to the national championship each of those years. And every year she played a different position as, and was named to the all-tournament team. Right. At a different position um, each year. So you're right that we had to overcome some adversity every year. Yeah. So. And, and I think if we look at all teams that do have great seasons, you know, that there's always some of that stuff that's that's part of the, the process. And so coaches, it's okay to, in your in the privacy of your ride home, in the privacy of your office, you know, somewhere where that you know for sure that nobody else associated with the team is going to see you despair, you can despair for a minute or two and then get your mind right, get back to figuring out, okay, what else can we do? Who else can play that position? What else can I do to help them get better? What else can I add to practice the next time we practice to you know, prepare so-and-so to, to step up and play that position? And what am I going to continue to say to the team and continue to, to tell the team to let them know that we still have faith in them, we still believe in them? And, and, and yes, the challenge is a little bit different, but it's, you know, the challenges that make it fun anyhow. And for whatever reason, that's part of our journey at that moment, right? Yep. Well, and, and, and we all have stories or, or situations where you got that player that, you know, wasn't in the picture at the beginning, that for you know, whatever reason, and it might have been an injury or, or whatever that opportunity was, ends up being a key part of the success before it's all said and done. And so heartbreak and setback could be an opportunity for somebody else to really rise, rise to the occasion and, and do something extra special and, and make their moment. And you'd be able to come back the next year when Sally's back in the lineup because she's back from that injury. Look at it, man, we're, we're rock solid now because last year, so-and-so proved that they're a really good player, too, when they had the opportunity. So um, see it as an opportunity. Don't drive yourself crazy worrying about what you don't have. Absolutely. That's All good. right, Don, so that's going to wrap up number 103. If you have any suggestions or ideas, make sure you reach out to us. Check out the fastpitchprep.com website. It's where you can order your Square Cuts training discs, uh, the YouTube channel, the blogs. I've got a great blog right now out there about uh, Fast Pitches Haunted. You need to uh, read that one. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a good one. It's one Getting of my favorite ones Close to Halloween, too, yeah. I didn't even think about that part of it. We're sneaking up on it. Yeah. So, uh, But for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>